Hi, welcome back to Veterans Offer to Prosperity. And I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria Bliven. And on this episode, we are talking about family readiness, military family readiness, to be more specific, so that everybody that is connected with the military family in experience is actually supported and ready for whatever is taking place in the experience of the military life, right? So mm -hmm. if there is someone who is listening and they're going, well, wait a minute, I never heard of a family readiness group in my unit. What are they, what are they to do, Megan? So the first thing you'd want to do is either contact um, my position, which would be a soldier and family writing. If you're in the National Guard, soldier family writing specialist or military and family writing specialist, active duty, um, you have your Army family program managers or your ACS, your Army community centers that would be able to um, point you in the right direction if there's already a group established and they could get you the contact information. The unit itself should have the contact information for who those people are. And hopefully if it's, it's, it's working well, then they're going to contact you when you join the unit. Um, if you, there is nothing in place and you are interested in volunteering with that to create something, first of all, that's a big task. I won't uh, deny that. It is hard to come in, especially if there hasn't been one in place in a long time. Um, but it is so worth it to have this in place and to have those people that are willing to do it. So you would contact same people, your soldier family readiness specialist, your unit command, um, the Army Community Service Center, and or the Marine version of that. I can't remember the acronym offhand right now. Same thing with Navy. Um, you contact those people and you just tell them that, hey, I'm interested in doing this. And on base, they run regular classes to teach people how to do family readiness and kind of do the onboarding training. In National Guard, we schedule it kind of one-on-one -on -one as we have people available. Um, but there is a whole section of training. So you sit down and you go through, um, for our case, it's about an hour and a half long training. And then you basically get partnered up with a mentor um, who's going to walk with you one-on-one -on -one through building this program within your unit. And then you talk to your unit command team. And because the unit commander does have to approve anyone who wants to be um, a part of this program. So you do have to have permission from them first. Um, but often, especially if they don't have volunteers, they're just glad you're there. So um, you sit down with them and you talk about what do you want this to look like within your units? What's working in other units? And um, in Tennessee, we have a great program where our FRG leaders get together at least a couple times a year, uh, whether that's virtually or in person. And we talk about what works, what doesn't work. And so definitely tie into other FRG leaders and see what's, you know, utilize their experience. Um, so that's how you get get started is just really contacting the office and saying, hey, I'm interested in this. And somebody will grab your hand and be ready to take you on the ride. Well, I'm glad that you were um, telling everybody that it, you know, it's not easy. No. When when you're in a position such as that, it, it does take some hours it, and it mm -hmm. does definitely takes um, dedication. But in the training, you also know what to do in cases of when you're checking in with a family and they're not doing well, how can you best support them? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the great things about being in FRG is the tie-in to all of the resources that are there because all these programs are out there. All of these things are available, but oftentimes that's not pushed down to the lowest level. And so our FRGs are really our conduits into our units to make sure that somebody is tied in with these families and knows what's going on. So yeah, absolutely. If you get on the phone with somebody and somebody's in crisis or somebody's, you know, struggling financially or they're, you know, depressed, whatever it is, don't know where to get their oil changed for their car, then that's one of the things you can call, again, our office, um, Army Community Programs, and connect with those people. And as an FRG leader, you're going to be already be tied into those people because you meet them through your trainings, you meet them through conferences and professional developments. Um, or you just, like I said, you just ask. And you get connected and you will eventually know exactly where to send people. And um, it gets I'm a lot really, easier really, once you've been around. You know, I'm really, really glad we're having this conversation because I'm sure that there are some people in the audience thinking to themselves, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that we actually do have this support group, um, even if I have to be the one to get it started. Um, so Justin, you've been listening to all of this. You also were in the military. As a military member, doesn't this give you somewhat comfort in knowing that our family could be taken care of? Uh, yeah, especially when you're deployed. I mean, that's one of the biggest fears that we have is when we're whether we're in the States or we're across the pond, you know, our biggest fear is, is our family going to be okay? And of course their biggest fear is, are we going to be okay? But it's kind of a double-edged sword, but like, that's what I love about, you know, what Megan does. And there's so many, well, as we know them as FRG, like I remember doing those meetings, pre-deployment, post-deployment, you know, even rear D, and the information they carry, man, it's unbelievable all the stuff you can find out. And it gives you a sense of peace. And it gives you a, kind of a breath of fresh air to know that regardless of what happens, you know you got somebody to take care of you and your family, either if you're here and they're there or vice versa. So. Yes, you're right. That sense of peace says it all. Mm -hmm. Because with that sense of peace, we can get our job done. We know that our family is getting taken care of. And uh, if something were to happen and they needed, just like Megan said, an oil change and they don't know where to go because that was something we took care of. Or, you know, uh, another something that we take care of that they now have to take care of. Um, you know, their support for, for knowing something like that. I just got to tell you a, um, a story that I was in a call, a, a situation where the families would call and things like uh, toilets would all of a sudden overflow, right? Uh, we, a bad windstorm would come in and take off roof shingles. We would, and we would get the call. Well, you know, Desert Shield and Desert Storm was taking place and it's like they would be in a frantic. Oh my gosh, you know, I've got these shingles that are all over my yard. Now what do I do? Who do I call? Right? And then we just had to like calm them down and talk about home insurance for a minute. And but inevitably, always in that call would be my husband always took care of this or my mm -hmm. wife already always took care of this. 
you know. So when you're when you're when you're left behind in a situation of a deployment or mobilization, and it's now your turn to take care of something that you didn't normally ever take care of, and you're in a crisis, you're in a oh my god, I don't know what to do mode. You got FRG. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, a little bit more about how to tap into the FRG um, as someone who needs, he needs assistance right after this message. <laughs> 